Welcome to Vet Zone, where passion for animals, science, and medicine lives. Life and Death The Cytokine Impact. When facing Carthaginian forces on the field of battle, Roman infantry proved devastating and impactful. When loitering within their own city walls, the Roman infantry also proved devastating and impactful, quickly leading to the rule that the army must remain well outside their own city, a law that Julius Caesar famously ignored. In a similar molecular analogy, the odorless, colorless compound, dihydrogen monoxide, kills on average 10 lives per day in the United States. Also known as Adam's Ale, we find this substance in cancer biopsies, common poisons, and even nuclear power plants. It is, of course, properly called water. Like ancient armies and water, the impact of cytokines, a type of cellular signal, all depends upon quantity and location. In small quantities, these hormone-like substances facilitate the body's response to vaccines and protect us against minor infections. When infectious agents have trespassed against our defenses, our bodies release cytokines in moderate quantities which lead to fever, inflammation, and an appropriate systemic effect. Occasionally, sentinel cells release far too many cytokines and do so systemically. This happens with certain types of infections like influenza, or rarely as an adverse event to vaccines or other injections. When the body releases a life-threatening quantity of cytokines, the result is a cytokine storm or cytokine release syndrome. This results in septic shock, decreased cardiac output, decreased peripheral resistance, acute respiratory distress syndrome, and disseminated intervascular coagulation. Thus, the reaction to the infection or vaccine kills the body, rather than the agent itself. In each of these scenarios, the quantity differs, but not the type of the cytokines themselves. The top players include three interleukins, IL-1, IL-6, and IL-8. When we break the word interleukin down, inter means between, and leuke stands for white, referring to white blood cells. Thus, white blood cells or leukocytes communicate between one another with protein messages called interleukins. Since cytokines refer to communication between any cell, all interleukins are cytokines, but not all cytokines are interleukins. Tumor necrosis factor alpha represents one of these non-interleukin cytokines involved in this scenario. Finally, high mobility group box 1, affectionately called HMGB1, completes the ingredients for either a well-proportioned immune response or a deadly cytokine storm. Beyond a danger signal, HMGB1 carries out important cellular functions, such as DNA organization and DNA transcription. When anything working on the DNA finds itself outside the cell, it serves as a powerful danger signal to the immune system. For this reason, to generate inflammation, some cells will actively secrete HMGB1. 
taking location and quantity one step further. When we place a cytokine within a vaccine to enhance the immune response, we must relabel the substance to an adjuvant. This represents one of the challenges with the abject hatred of all adjuvants. The term adjuvant is contextual, not structural. If our bodies make it, it is a cytokine. If placed in a vaccine, the same exact molecule is now an adjuvant. Like an errant hiker accidentally crossing the border, a friendly backpacker becomes viewed as an illegal trespasser. In summary, cytokines stimulate inflammatory responses both locally and systemically. In small amounts, cytokines produce infectious protection or proper vaccine response without any noticeable side effects. In moderate quantities in these same situations, we will have noticeable aches, pains, and fever. And if we generate too much, we call down our own destruction. As with all life, balance is everything. Thank you for listening. 